podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Good evening and welcome to another episode of Touchline Fracker. I am joined by um, not many merry men uh, this this evening. There is one merry man alongside me, Marco. How's it going, Marco? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. You saw me all over Discord. Man's yeah. a bastard with a G. You know it. Yeah, yeah. You, I'm enjoying this weekend still. certain guys in the mud. Um, <laughs> speaking of putting guys in the mud, Lewis. Uh, how, how you doing, mate? I was even going to return the favour still. How are you, Mariah? I'm listen. I, I caught the last part of our game. It, it wasn't pretty, but I guess yeah, three points, man. I, I could I could be more annoyed. Uh, going on to a man who is more annoyed, Lewis. How's it going, mate? I'm just waiting for Marco to send me my money back after he swindled me. To be honest, <laughs> I keep refreshing my account and I, nothing's landed yet. So. <laughs> You want me to send your money back? He's got absolutely no intention of ever sending it. <laughs> <laughs> send your details, man. Send your details. It's cool. It's yeah, cool. Send your details, man. I'll run that for you. Nah, still. it's all right, Marco. Keep it, man. Keep it. Like, hold it on for next time. Because we the thing is, I'm going to bet you the same thing again next time, yeah? But legit, if Tierney goes off the pitch, yeah? Wait, yeah. That's is, likelihood of it happening is quite high because he's fucking made of glass. But if he goes off the pitch, the bet, I win the bet. Yeah, I'll be a gentleman. I'll be a gentleman. I'll flip okay. it in. If Hold he on, goes off the pitch, Salah hasn't scored yet. You're saying Tierney's made of glass. I thought he was the hard man that, that we'll was. Get into it. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, how you doing, yeah? This is your main pod debut, yeah? Hey, as a debut, normally people would say, oh, you're coming on, you know, bad vibes, you know, especially off the result. But I'm... I'm I'm coming with guns blazing. Some men are going to get shot tonight. Yeah, you, you, you bur- you've burst onto the scene on Touchline Hotspurs. You know, you, you, you've got the people talking, so it only made sense to get you on the main pod. Glad to have you. Yeah, Yao is my namesake, by the way. You see, hey, I can see That's the That's my tree name. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I can see the buffness in you, so we can ride. We can ride, you know what I mean? Oh, it's a saying, it's a saying, yeah. Bit, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Shemi, how you doing, man? <laughs> We need to drag Lewis out of here, bro. Yeah, by, 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 his, by his beads, man. Um, Shemi, don't hate because you can't speak true, yeah? <laughs> Shemi, you, you, you drew the short straw on Chessy Hour this week. Thank you for coming through, brother. It's appreciated. Pleasure, brother. Always a pleasure. Good. Uh, before we start, I'll do the usual. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, tune into the Discord. Uh, we had a live watch along yesterday for the Liverpool and Arsenal game. That was fantastic. Uh, the Liverpool guys, Marco, Harold, Tay, Glam, went fine form. Uh, the Gooners, Lewis and Dan Cougs, yeah, had a rough time of it. Um, obviously, 
follow our club pods. We've got Touchline Hotspurs. We've got Chelsea Hour. We've got Moga. We've got um, Touch Gunas. We've got Coffin Fracker. Uh, yeah, tune in. Cool. Uh, uh, with that being said, let's get on to this week's business. We had last week off because of international football. Um, so I like the players. <laughs> yeah, we, we had the break. <laughs> yeah, so I guess before we get into this week's games, we could just briefly uh, touch on a bit of international football talk. Um, before the pod, you guys were talking about the under-21s, Yao, Lewis, Shemi, you guys caught a couple of games. Um, they went out in embarrassing fashion, which has become a, a tradition. And we've seen many the think piece about A.D. Bufroyd and uh, progression into the um, first team, etc., etc., um, just on the top line level, what were your main takeaways from what you actually saw of the of the under twenty ones? I start with you, Yao. Um, well, I, I really used it to kind of watch a few of the uh, Spurs, Spurs lads being a uh, Tanganga and Skip. So I, I spent most of those games kind of watching how they were uh, managing the game. But the truth of the matter is, when when you're watching under twenty one, I don't know where the level of quality disappeared, but it has absolutely derived itself in the pits of hell with Dante and his peak because it was dry. Like, I creamed myself four times during the freaking <laughs> 90 minutes of that game because I couldn't understand how dry these games were. So, um, yeah, I mean, the think pieces on AD Boyfriend is going to make sense. You know, he's, he's the manager, so nine times out of ten, the manager's going to get the blame. But I, I don't understand why they take these pool of players and they just can't figure out a system that would make it work good enough for them to compete. Um, or, you know, it's, it's just it's just an absolute farce when it comes to England. The, the system that England have in place to, pre- to produce talent and progress them to the senior level, I think has been poor for at least the last 20 years. Oof, the last 20 years. I, I mean, you look at the, the, the players they took and, and they are players who definitely have quality. So there seems to be a disconnect there. Uh, Lewis, you seem like you're about to, to say something and I interjected. What, what were you going to say? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because um, I don't think anyone... Uh, I slightly disagree with Yao in terms of the quality. I do think that the quality is there. I just think at that level, it's still really competitive. So... It shouldn't be a. Um, I don't look at it as a it as a development tournament per se. I look at it as quite a competitive tournament. So when it when it comes to um, competitive tournaments, I think you actually need coaches. I think you need coaches who are gonna you know tactically set you up in the right way, and um, you know manage the game correctly as well. And I don't. I, we've got Ad Boothroyd in charge, who you know got sacked as Northampton boss, and you know, uh, you know, I remember when he he was at Watford, and you know, he's he's never managed at that level before. He's been at like Colchester, Coventry, Northampton since then. So what on earth is he doing in charge of um, out? You know, at the the best youngsters, uh, the, the best group of youngsters that we have to offer from this country you shouldn't be in charge of them. So you're and saying think, it should really be a role for your best and brightest? I think it should be, and 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 I think the issue is with like these international jobs is you know it's a bit of a, a poison chalice. Um, there's a reason why not many people want to go into international um, management. Um, obviously because really and truly it's a bit of a jolly up, isn't it? And no, no manager worth their weight in gold wants to, um, you know, be coaching sides, you know, what three or four times a year or whatever it is. And maybe a bit more with the 
with the international tournaments. But yeah, man, I, I, there must be this country must be able to muster up better than Ad Bothroyd. Like we must be able to. That all, yeah. look at all the talented young coaches there must be out there. Put one of them in charge. Why is he in charge? You can. I, I'd even throw a suggestion out there, um, Eddie Howe. Eddie Whether Howard. you want, but I, think, I don't know if Eddie Howard want to take it. But then yeah, that's, that's the problem. it beggars the question. For a job like this, can't he just do both? Does he? Do you have to be a full time? Like, do you have to be a full time um, coach for this kind of thing? I understand that this tournament has come smack bam right in the season, so it's a bit of an anomaly. But the seasons that are uh, like, um, you know, a normal season where these tournaments are in the in the summer, why couldn't Eddie Howe have a club? And then and imagine manage the under 21s as well. If you were a manager of a club who is the, the rival of Eddie Howe's um club, how how would you feel about him managing your 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 young players and, and potentially that's a fair that? point. I did actually think <laughs> <of> that, but... <laughs> but I mean look, I think it's I a think... conflict, it's a conflict of interest, is essentially why it doesn't happen. Potentially, but what could the potential conflict be? Oh, he's gonna play them? What what is the conflict? Play them, overplay them, play them with but an then, injury. But then that's where you said get worse. But um, surely that's where the the management of things needs to be taken out of. So I think for international football, I don't think the international managers should have any say over the fitness of a player. I think that should be dealt with, you know, independent or even going as far as saying the the club. But I know that could lead to a bit of a sticky situation. But I don't think the international manager should have a say of who plays. Personally, I think it should be taken out of his hand. Hmm, interesting, interesting. Uh, Shemi, um, you know, you, 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 I think you put together a piece for the website, didn't you? A, a written piece. So you're getting in your your writing bag. Love it. Love to see it. See it. Uh, no, that, was, that was gloomy, actually. Uh, didn't you write wow. something? You wrote, you wrote something recently, though, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I wrote something on Twitter. Yeah, you know, I'm monolith, man. Chessie hour. You bunch of black guys <laughs> who support Chessie. Um, so yeah, uh, what are your thoughts on the? Uh, Mariah, I'm not going to allow you to let this slide. By the way, I, I don't. I, I know you're trying just to, you know, smooth it over, but I can't believe. What with a, what, with a, with a cheeky bit of charm, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, show me. <laughs> I would have that if I was you. <laughs> like, you know what? Yeah, Palumi's so good at writing. Where the fuck is Palumi as well? Palumi's so good at writing that oh, I'll take it. You get me? Like, I, I don't mind being being mistaken for him. So it's calm. That's nice. That's lovely. That's brotherhood right there, man. Um, but uh, yeah, from your perspective, obviously you're somebody who you're a student of the game, you know, uh, you do put out articles, even though you didn't put out one on the under 21s. Um, do you agree with Yao? Do you agree with Lewis? Do you have a, do you have a different perspective? Where, where do you come from when it comes to, to the, to the younger team? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm mainly with Lewis in the sense that I looked at the squad, um, even, even, even reading the article as well. And like generally looking at the squad and I was like, this is a really good um, crop of players, especially from the middle third onwards. And um, just watching, and I, I, the first game was really the only game that I properly sat down and watched because after watching that, I had no time to be completely honest. But yeah, um, it's a thing of these these guys, they need proper proper coaching. And I think the issue with with like the whole setup is, yeah, um, even after the, the fallout of the whole the whole tournament and them crashing out, I'm seeing names like Lampard and, and, and Colby in the job. And, I, and that's the whole issue with the whole thing. Like, um, it doesn't seem like the FA are kind of willing to properly seek out proper coaches it just seems that they it just seems like they're content to take the easy option of like kind of who's um well known and who's kind of just available you get me like i don't feel like they're really out there to seek out good coaches but um yeah like even just watching the first game and it's just like everything just looked so wrong in terms of the setup in terms of the personnel um how curtis jones didn't get 
more football, how Eze didn't get more football, especially when um, I think the coach took up an injury. I don't know. Um, but yeah, Boffrey just is, is incredibly inept and he's, he's not he's not fit to, to coach that, um, that group of players. It's as simple as that. And they have to go in another direction. Like they absolutely have to. Um, so yeah, that was my that was my my take on on what from what I saw. How 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 has Boyfriend uh, managed to stay in management for this long? Mate, he's been in charge of this this team for five years. That's five years. unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Like, it, it, like we, we who was before Boyfriend? Was it um was it? Yep. Was it, was it Stuart Pearce? Southgate, wasn't it Southgate? Was it, was it Southgate? No, sorry, it was Southgate, sorry. And what, before Southgate was like Stuart Pearce and, and their man, right? Something like that, yeah. Like, we, we, <laughs> it's just bizarre. It really is bizarre. I don't even know where they've plucked A.D. Boothroyd from, you know? I, it's friends. Friends of friends. Because, look, 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 I know nobody really wants to say this, but Southgate weren't that great. I don't care if he was, you know, a professional defender. He was dry. He was he was a dry defender and couldn't be trusted at the height of international football. Hence why the Pizza Hut advert, hence why he missed his penalty. Can't be trusted. Same with Stuart Pierce. I mean, yeah, he had a great 1990 World Cup. We've seen all the videos. We've seen him smash it in against freaking Spain in 96. It's coming home, lads. Again, not a left-back that I would want to be trusting when you need to be progressing the next level of international or, you know, proper players. The truth of the matter is this young batch of under 21 players or, you know, young Englishmen, technically, I think this is probably one of the highest technical classes that they have because the game's changed. You know, a, a lot of these young athletes are exactly that athletes not necessarily all just you know technical side of the game athletically they're they're far better than some of their you know previous counterparts but the truth of the matter is it's exactly what you guys are saying and I do agree with it in some part the coaching has to be there but when you've got guys like Stuart Pearce Gareth Southgate who can't even pick Grealish to start for for England what would you expect yeah I agree I mean this crop um, they've won stuff, haven't they? They won a world, the under seventeen world under cup. Under seventeen, yeah. Cho, um, and then you've got some of their better players like Foden. He's in the senior team. Bellingham should be with them. I think he would barely use for the senior team. So yeah, for me, it makes sense for him at eighteen to be playing week in or week in week out, but to be getting that experience at under twenty one level. Um, listen, when it comes to England, there's a reason we didn't do a pod last week. When it comes to England and their problems, it's the same thing again and again and again, and it's very hard to to, to keep discussing the same thing again and again and again. Um, but after saying that. I'll come on to Manchester United. <laughs> I feel like I've been discussing the same thing again and again and again. Um, I didn't catch most of the game. I caught the last uh, 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, so, yeah, we, we managed to win. I think with that, uh, pretty much got top four um, sewn up now, which is which is great. It was nice to see Greenwood grab a goal. Uh, nice one, Lewis. Um, it's about time, well, isn't it? Fucking hell. Yeah, he scored the game before that as well. Um, so <laughs> that, that's little purple streak, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, what I said, that's what I said on the Discord. Uh, um, yeah, Pogba was poor apparently, so hoping mm, that he, very poor. Yeah, hopefully he, he turns that around because he, he was having a, a solid season for actually not even solid, probably his best season for us, in, in my opinion. So really, uh, yeah, this season. I think so. I think the three the three months of consistent form he showed from uh, December to about. Uh, early March is as, is, is as good as it's been for him in terms of consistency. 
Uh, it was consistent yeah. ninety minutes performances, match winning moments. Yeah, uh, uh, you can you can give it all of that if you want, Yao. But that's that's how I feel. Um, <laughs> that's a bit of a madness, to be fair. Listen, there's 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 a reason that people chat on his name in it. Rashford mm. got a goal, which was nice, but then he went off injured, which or, or just... got dragged. I heard he, he went off injured. He he was hobbled. Um, and he, think... he was hobbled. Yeah, he was hobbled. Oh, okay. he yeah, was hobbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think with him, it's just testament to the fact that he's played injured all season for us, and Oli's very much dependent on his individuals. So, um, especially when the quality after Rashford is such a drop off, um, he hasn't he hasn't had that rest, and he hasn't been able to manage injuries as well as we would have liked. I was hoping the time off from the England team would uh, give him an opportunity, but obviously he, he needed a bit longer, and now he probably has been forced to take the time off. We're going to struggle without him, to be honest. Um, I think we've just about done enough and with other results, yeah, with other results today and uh, yesterday probably just means we should be fine in terms of getting... in terms in time for the Europa League final to pack us in, eh? Uh, we probably won't make it. we got Granada. Um, we should be able to get past them. but then Granada? We... Yeah. It was that a TV channel really... or something? It was, it was. <laughs> uh, then, we, then we have to play the... We've got to play the winner of Ajax and, and Roma's tie. And, you know... Um, those teams that you end up underestimating them and then they, they just come and then they pop you. So, um, yeah, I'm holding out hope. Obviously, we got knocked out of the FA Cup by Leicester. Um, just another mere season, man. Just another mere season. Like, the 60 points usually gets you fourth or fifth. So, I don't think it's really a, a showing that we've made genuine progress. It's more like we've been the best of a bad bunch. Um, nothing to live for, really. If I'm being honest with you, when it comes to this team, I got nothing. I got nothing left, man. Mm. Um, let's let's get some players in. Just the find sun. ways to. You just find ways to win. Like today, I didn't think you were really creating anything. I thought Brighton were. I thought Brighton do, just do what Brighton do. Right? They yep. they they play quite well. Um, sometimes they score, sometimes they don't. More they just so. Yeah. I actually felt like what was funny about today's game was. Brighton did the opposite of what they normally do, which was, um, you know, score against a runner play. I thought United actually started quite well and Brighton hit you lot with a sucker punch. But then Brighton kind of like grew into the ascendancy of the game. And I felt like they had the better of the first half. But from the second half, I think Brighton had like a few sniffs. But whilst you lot weren't doing anything, you guys were like probing, 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 and Brighton can never keep a clean sheet. So, yeah, I mean, I stuck some money on you lot to come back and win anyway. Yeah, so. yeah it was a, it's, it's kind of what you expected with us. Yeah. The thing with United is, like, I, can't, I, I hate the fact that I have to admit this, but yeah. United's ethos, or should I say the, the mentality of the club, is that even when they buy new players or they have players coming in through the ranks, they, they always know that teams in the past just never give up there's there's never going to be a 90 minutes in which I watch United and think they won't score like if they if they finish a game not scoring I'm more shocked that they finish the game not scoring there's never been a game where I've watched United and like they're not going to score even if they're losing four I'm like they're going to score they, they're going to score it's just that's the way they are so whenever a team is beating them one nil or even two nil I never feel like it's enough to right off United in that sense. And yeah, it may have been, or may, for most United fans, it may be a mere season, but the truth of the matter is your, your team is doing what a lot of the, the rest of the bad bunch ain't doing, which is you know scoring enough to get you over the hill. 
Yeah, we are. That you've got someone like Bruno, oh, aka Vanos, who is able to contribute regardless of how he plays. Like 16 goals in a season is absolutely nuts for a player that is going to get double-digit assists or is in double-digit assists already. Like to have someone that contributes like that and then have Marcus Rashford on 10 goals himself. Yeah, like when you have shooters, you you win games, isn't it? Regardless of how you play. I don't even think we necessarily do. Like, between Martial and Cavani, they've probably got about seven, eight league goals. Greenwood's only got a couple. And um, by the way, still. Rash, Rashad only scored... I think prior to today, Rashad only scored like two in 15 or something. Yeah, like he, was, he was going through a bit of a drought. We just a bit of a to... drought? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of, it was one of those... It was one of them Hongmen Son droughts. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say that. Don't even talk about Son's <laughs> Okay. Son's droughts are, are normal. They're, they're SO droughts, as I like to call them. There's no N at the end. He's nobody's son. Yeah, they're just soul droughts. Yeah, soul droughts. Um, yeah, we're not yeah. talking about that. You, I, 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 yeah, it's just I, they're gonna give Oli a new contract because you know they've they've tried all the different options and he's kind of a steady hand and you can kind of convince people on the surface that he's making progress. Oli's a fraud. I, I even think he's a fraud. Do people rate him? Yeah, go on, Shemi. Um, yeah, to answer your question, to be fair, I, was, I wasn't going to, I was going to say something else, but to answer your question, no, I don't. But I think generally with United, I'm um, just going off what you guys were saying, like there is such, um, people talk about Bruno being inev- um, inevitable, but I think United as a team are inevitable. Like go, um, echoing what y'all said, if we don't score, I'm, I'm very, very shocked. And it's a thing of like, I watch United like every single like week. And I think to myself, how are these lot the second best team in the country? Because literally... Sorry, sorry. I'll, they'll go through games, um, like just just going through the motions, not really looking like they can break something, break break teams down. But I think because you guys have so many brute force um, players in your team, um, I think I know you touched on the fact that um, Cavani is not necessarily firing, Martial's not necessarily firing. But I think generally the way your personnel approaches football is quite brute brute force like. And when you've got so many players who are of that ilk it's inevitable you're going to score every game. And it's inevitable that you're going to get at least a point from the vast majority of games. And that's really what that's really what's, what's keeping you lot where you are at the moment. It, it, it makes me feel sick, honestly, because I watch it and I'm just like, how? Like, Is that, sust- how? Is that sustainable football, though, do you think? It's not. No, no, no. It's absolutely not sustainable at all. It's absolutely not sustainable at all. And I think eventually it will get found out. But as Yao said, that inevitability is something that the likes of Chelsea don't have. It's something that Spurs... Don't really have never outside. had just say never, bro. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a crazy stat for you, yeah, is is um, half of United's goals have come in the last 30 minutes of the game. Like any good team, hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. This is hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not a crazy step. I'll tell you why it's not a crazy step. Yeah. And this is why the modern day fan 
irritates the hell out of me. Maybe I'm a bit too old school. Maybe, you know, my Ghanaian dad has put too much of the old ethos in me. But the reason why they're scoring in the last 30 minutes at such a high clip is because in the last 30 minutes, they don't lose concentration on what their goal is, which is to score a goal. Yeah, Nine times out of 10, teams get tired. The players get tired. They switch off for less than a second and they concede. Spurs are notorious for this. Spurs have conceded more goals than anyone else in the Premier League in the last 15 minutes. And we're talking about teams that are in the relegation zone. Spurs have dropped 15 points from winning positions. Like, that, that's down to concentration. That's down to the players. But, you know, we will get on to that. We'll get on to that. Um, Marco, player in attacking yeah, I was going yeah. yeah, to come to you, Marco. Yeah. Yeah, play for player in attacking areas. Yeah, when you have that much individual quality, it's bound to happen. Like, it is inevitable. When Bruno's on the ball and he can create at any moment in time, Rashford can create at any moment in time. Yeah, Cavani hasn't scored that many goals, but six goals for someone who hasn't been starting is quite a good return. I would take that. I would, especially when I've got Firmino up front. Come on, man. Cool. So Ooh, I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll, leave, we'll leave it there. We, we are where we are. Uh, nobody really believes we're the second best team, but somehow we, we're still here. Um, I'll go on to the earlier kickoff today, Yao. I'll come to you. A 2-2 draw with um, what, for my money, is the worst side in the league. Well, the second worst. I don't think that's bad as Sheffield United. But um, you, think, you think West Brom are be- better than Newcastle? Clearly. Maybe. <laughs> but let, let, let's... They are Let's bad. I, 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 let me not. Let me. It's all semantics. They're all really. Oh <laughs> so yeah. I, let, let's let's not uh, go with semant- semantics. Yeah. Here. Yeah. T- t- talk us through today's game, y'all. Okay. You let me start. Let games. me start off with this. Yeah. Notoriously, Newcastle have been our bogey team. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know where. That going. was discussed on the Discord yesterday. Uh, Meads of Chelsea. I was said that, and Tobes categorically denied it. Mm. Oh look. Let him deny. It. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> for as long as I've been watching Spurs, I know that whenever we go to Tyneside, you don't know what result you're going to get. You don't know if you're going to get a win, draw. Nine times out of ten, Newcastle could be at the, in their worst run. When they come to face Spurs at, at the time, they turn up, yeah? And especially Joe Linton in recent years. You but had we, one, you had one, your last three there, though. Yeah, that's nice. But what does that mean to me? <laughs> Just, just kind of aiding Tobes's argument, really. really. That's, that's just the last. That's just the last three across the history. I said notoriously our bogey. The Tottenham, mm-hmm. you know. But the problem, the problem we had today was, um, and I said it in the, in the pod that, uh, I didn't think we would keep a clean sheet. I felt like it was one of those games where if we were going to win, it would be like a three-one, and we had chances to make it three-one. Like we had really, really good chances to make it three-one. And we didn't. And we paid the price for that. But, you know, a lot of fans, obviously, after the game, Jose's got a go and all this kind of stuff. Look, I'll be honest with you. I defend managers notoriously more than I defend players because as far as I'm concerned, the manager and the coaching staff are one, maybe four, four man in, like, in terms of a team. And yes, sometimes a team can carry a manager more than a manager can, you know, get a team to play a certain style of football that brings them continuous success. But in Spurs' case, we've sacked multiple managers. Yeah. But I've seen the same issue with the players over and over and over again. And even recently in this game, what infuriated me more was this was more a game in which you just had to be professional about your job. 2-1 up. Everyone needs to be concentrated. 
it doesn't matter if it's ugly or pretty, see out the game, get the victory. We'll talk about what we did wrong in training tomorrow. But no, Tanganga doesn't close down Richie and people will be like, oh, he's not right. I don't care. He doesn't close down Richie. Richie wings in this deep cross to Joe Linton. He heads it back. And then our two centre-backs are trying to block one man from headering the ball. Two. But what makes it even worse is Sanchez is such a jaff. He freaking crashes into Roden, which then leaves the ball to fall to Joe Willock. And do you know what the piss take of all of this is? Is Joe Willock is an Arsenal man. So he didn't hit that ball like any normal player, yeah? He <laughs> He absolutely slapped this into the back of the net. And yeah, he's like, yeah, I've come to play in the black and white. You know, I'm just trying to get points. I hope you get relegated. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope you go down. As a lonely, I hope you feel that pain. Yeah. You will start training when you go back to Arsenal as a relegated player. As far as I'm you know, your African uncle just pronounces stuff on you, like <laughs> you, you know what, yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned it earlier. You, you've lost the most points from winning positions this season. Um, what next for you lot? Because I think with the Chelsea result, top four was again looking like it was in your hands, and and you've snatched it. Um, yeah. What next? What, what do you expect between now and the end of the season? Is Jose staying? Are, are players leaving? Yeah. Give us your thoughts. So, in terms of the top four, if I'm being honest with you. It, you're never really sure whether Tottenham will take advantage of a situation when it's presented. Uh, this is notorious. That's why, you know, the whole nonsense of it's the history and all that kind of stuff comes up. So I don't think top four is really ever going to be in our grasp. If we ever get it this season, it'll be a case of like, we really stumbled towards it, like badly. Um, in terms of Jose staying, I don't know if he's going to stay, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's a case of he personally will leave. I hope, Attitude-wise, I never like to hear or see a manager leave their job uh, from a top club or one of the top clubs um, because that doesn't that shows a defeatist attitude. I mean, getting them sacked doesn't help either. But I'd rather it that be that. And I, I think the fans are, are probably the worst um, part of that because they don't necessarily know what they want. I've heard Spurs fans say they want the Tottenham way. The Tottenham way has brought us two trophies in 34 years. So, big man, uh, I, I don't want the top way. <laughs> I want the Chelsea way, if anything. Bring me all the money and let's go buy the league. I don't care. But in terms of the players, look, I've... Look, I'll just run through it. Yeah, so Hugo, I've said it on the podcast. Yeah, quality keeper when he's not drunk. Yeah, so I guess which today... Is, which is what percentage of time? Exactly. So I guess today he was sober. He had his Evian. You know, he'd done his thing today. <laughs> Yeah, okay, cool. I can't really have a go at him. Tanganga, inexperienced, but I'd rather him at right-back than centre-back. I'm not really one of these Spurs fans that are like, yeah, he has to play centre-back. But his positioning, his position understanding is not something I really need to be seeing at centre-back. Like, he can develop it over the years, but we'll leave it in time. Sanchez, listen, black Colombians are meant to be about this life, Yeah. But this guy is not about that life. He's not comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. So listen, that guy should not be wearing a Tottenham shirt for the remainder of this season. But he will. So Who's got next week? You know that. I know who we got next week. No, Morale, don't come after me. Yeah, because no, I'm, not, I'm not coming after you. I just need to start next week. No, I just remembered you've got us. Um, the thing about Sanchez, he's still pretty young. 
And he, he again, is one of them players on paper should be a good defender. What's his issue? What, what's his old deal? What's his, what's his steez? Paper means nothing in the footballing world. This, this, is what, this is why we are fans and this is why we love football. You know, it's on paper, on FIFA, on Pez, on chat manager, these men would look fantastic. Yeah, but in reality, little things, little things can catch man off guard. You know, a man saying man on from the opposite team when he's really... <laughs> little stuff like that can just catch you off guard. Man, man saying, rah, you're a chief from, from way different. Just turn your head. All these little stuff happen on the field. You can't... Computer games and paper doesn't, like write down the many variables that these players have to experience in a game. Now imagine that was a 2-2 draw in an empty stadium. Imagine like all the Newcastle fans were there now and you can't hear your teammate saying, ah, man on, or he's five yards off you, but you can in an empty stadium. You're not seeing it. If If these players were of this quality with silence pretty much around them, they would be able to concentrate for 90 minutes and do the job. Sanchez is a calamity waiting to happen at every chance possible. I wouldn't trust a guy in my own kitchen. Can I, can I quickly come in quickly? Um, yeah, here, here's, here's the thing, right? Like, I've heard you kind of not trying to, trying to kind of shepherd the blame kind of away from Mourinho. And I, kind of, and I get it that it's a personal thing and it's a Mourinho thing as well. But my thing with um, the whole personal argument and the Mourinho argument is that, cool, we, we know that Spurs' main weakness is, is the defence, right? And um, when it comes to... I didn't, I didn't watch today's game, but I assumed that you guys were winning and you guys basically sat back and tried to defend the 2-1 lead. Nope. What was that? Okay, if that's, if that's not what happened, I've seen Jose do it more than enough times. Makes with, sense. With Spurs and Vance. So my thing is, yeah, I don't... Does Jose really put you guys in the best position to win? Because if, if, your, if your main weaknesses lie um, at the back line, which you guys complain about numerous times, why does he constantly put you guys in a position where you're always under that pressure, especially going into like the last like third of a game. So for example, even the Arsenal game when he takes off um he takes off Bell, puts on Sosoko. Um obviously Bell was Europa- cracking that game. Europe- yeah, that's fine. Wait, hold on. The Europa League game where where you guys sat back and kind of allowed um Dinamo to come onto you. And it's like why doesn't Jose kind of play through your strength, which is your 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 attack is your strength. So why doesn't he why doesn't he go through that more? We, we know what Jose's on, but like Spurs' strength doesn't lie at the back. So the fact that he constantly puts you guys in positions whereby you're under pressure and you're um you're trying to camp back and sit, which we know you can't do. <coughs> for me, that for me, that shows that Jose is not really putting you guys in the best positions to see out games, let alone win. Like, do you know what I'm saying? I don't okay, know. Well, I hear what you're saying, but then here's the thing: this is what I mean by like the the press. And the majority of the fans have painted a picture about Jose, his career, and even Jose at Spurs. And I'm telling you as a Spurs man, yeah, that that picture, throw that in the bin. Because if you're watching the 90 minutes that Spurs are playing, when we were playing the way that Mourinho sets up a team, and mind you, none of our players have come out and said, oh yeah, at halftime he told us to sit back. In fact, two of our players, two of the players that the fans majority love, Hugo and Kane have both come out and said, that's not what the manager said. The players have been doing this on their own. They've done this under Poch. Yeah, they've done this under Tim Sherwood. They've done this under AVB. I've watched Spurs my whole life. I've seen this nonsense. Yeah, I've seen Spurs go one and up, sit back. This is not the first time that they've done this because it's Jose Mourinho. However, when they did fully listen to all the instructions that were given 
and concentrate for 90 minutes and stay focused in the game. I know it was early in the season. I know it's not the end or and be all the season, but we were top. Yeah, it weren't pretty, but we were getting the job done. The ah, problem, I the see. Problem, the problem is Mourinho well, win. I see. Well, take time. You know. But, <laughs> it sounds like you like him. It sounds like you like him. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll be honest here. Yeah. I, I have, I have large respect for the the Mourinho's, the Arsene Wenger's, and the Alex Ferguson's of this world. And like, I'm like old school manager. I'm not really. Pep is Pep, but the truth of the matter is Pep has been brought his entire career. Like, whether people want to admit it or not, Pep has been brought his entire career. You have people out there that strongly believe if Pep came to Spurs, he would do a thing. No, he would not. Yeah? Pep would I think be, he would. No, he would yeah, not. Man, yeah, he would still. No, he, he would not. still. Stop this. Yeah? Stop all of this. Why, why wouldn't he? Because of the culture. Of, of 100% because of the culture. I don't know. You, 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 you do realize managers can change cultures, like that's, that's, the, that's what the best. That's what the best managers do. Wait, 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 wait. And well, arguably, top Pep is the top manager in football. Klopp, Klopp changed the culture at Liverpool. To arguably change you guys into a winning club and a win, and bring that okay, winning culture. You said managers come in and change the culture. You're absolutely correct. Klopp did come and change the culture at Liverpool. After six seasons, well, five, if you want to really be honest, yeah. And he had to get rid of some real drab to really get to where they are. So basically, what we're all saying is a manager should be able to change the culture if given time. Mourinho's only been there 18 months. A man are talking about get him out now to do what? The same manager's gonna come in and have the same problem. But, but the, the issue is, y'all, is I hear what you're saying, but the the issue is, is if if Jose had you play in a certain way and you felt like there was progress being made, I would understand your argument. Because I've months, never seen Tottenham top of the league. Have you have you ever seen Tottenham top of the league in any of your lifetimes? But is that progress? Like, where are you now? Oh, Sixth, no, fifth, yeah, we're Sixth, fifth, fifth. Is that is that real progress? Like yeah, being top of the being happened. top of the league because Man City had three or four games in hand. Uh, in fine. hand, but like these, it's but these things never. What, I'm I'm highlighting things that have never happened. Like I know people be but like, but it probably wouldn't have happened in a normal season. Is my point? No, it would have never. Poch was our best manager, according to fans around the world. Our best manager at the height of his Poch ball, we were never top of the league. In fact, when we were chasing Leicester City, we dropped points to West Brom at home. We we lost to Leicester City at home. We dropped points to Chelsea away. Two new up, by the way. Lost our heads because it's the history and completely capitulated to a 2-2. These things have been there since Poch. And the thing is, you know, I've got man saying, I mean, Shemi said, you know, this time for the manager, he comes in, change the culture. Yeah, I hear that because, you know, Chelsea are happy that Lampard got sacked and Tuchel came in. He still held five bits to West Brom and nobody knows why. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes the players have to be accountable. I'm not, I'm not this guy that's Jamie was not amused at all. (laughs) I'm being honest. The players have got a hold up. Look, I talk about the players of Spurs. Yeah, you can't you can't look at Spurs's lineup. Yeah, or even even the whole twenty-two and be brutally honest and say, "Rah, I expect that team to be top four. No, you you'd hope that team could compete for top four. I'm talking about just the players. Doesn't matter about the manager. Just the players. You'd be like, outside of Kane. A lot of people like Ndombele. Not many people are really sold on Hoiberg, yeah? 
Um, not many people are sold on La Celso, Lamella, Lucas. These are like Son, you got Kane and Son to yeah. the top. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't want to hear about Son. You've got more money winners. You've got you've got what? Along with Liverpool uh, and Man United, I would say you have got the most certified match winners in your... And the, and, and the issue yeah. with your argument is like there are worse teams that have actually made top four than, than, than your current squad. Yeah. And there's a Liverpool 16-17 team that Klopp took over. So I want to just dispel the Klopp thing that you said, yeah. So in his first full season, yeah, he makes top four. Second full season, Europa League final. Third full season, Champions League final. Fourth full season, Champions League. Fifth season, Premier League. Come on, man. You can change the culture with the right manager. But the point that I made here is that it took him how many years? Five seasons to win a Premier League. Four seasons to win a Champions League. Fantastic. But did he not have to get rid of players? Yeah, Yeah. of course you have to get rid of dead weight, but that's... But but here's another thing, y'all. Do you trust Jose to be bringing in the right guys? No, 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 no. Mariah, no, Mariah will tell you about Jose's talent. No, no, I don't trust Jose to bring in the players. Sorry, Shemi. I don't trust Jose to bring in the players. The problem we have at Spurs here is our board are not going to bring in the right players. Yeah, We've been here. We've been at the, oh, we just need the right player, right personnel to take us over the top. Liverpool knew, you know what, we're scoring goals at will. Yeah, but if we don't sort out this defence, we're finished. Van Dijk is, is in Southampton, yeah? They want 75 M's, give it to them because this guy's going to transform our club. When we were like banging teams under Poch for fun and we just needed just, just a few players to, to take it over the top, do you know what our board went and got us? Kevin Vimmer and Janssen. <laughs> and well, also, I do want to say coaches, the players is very, very key in it. Like, yeah, Alana for a long period of time, and Alana was one of Liverpool's best performers. He also shifted Firmino from the left wing role that Brendan Rodgers had him doing and twerking all over the place into a forward role, and he was able to contribute to our new system. James Milner, who was the stalwart of our side and was able to be a midfield general for us for long periods of, I would say, three seasons. I, really yeah, I think. If Pep was to come into that Spurs side, yeah, he would have to get rid of a lot of dead weight, but his utilisation of players would be a lot better than Jose Mourinho. Uh, I don't know, man. He, know he, he, has, he has a high turnover of players, man. Um, I don't know about that. He does. He gets given a blank check. Yeah, he gets given a blank checkbook and he'll buy a player, doesn't work. He'll get another player in the same position, doesn't work. Get another player in the same position. His status has allowed him that, though. So basically, you've shown us that if we give you enough money, you basically guarantee us success, right? Yeah. So, and Jose Marina at his peak also had that same equity. Um, he's at a club that can't necessarily afford to, to do that. And he has to adjust to he has to adjust to his expectations. So I guess um it's improving the players you currently have. How do you get, how do you get the best out of these players who look good on paper? How do you take those players to the next level? Honestly, I I don't think I can answer that because obviously otherwise, if I could, I'd probably be managing Spurs. But my thing is this: <laughs> a lot of people would say, um, I don't know if many people had Tottenham in their top four at the beginning of the season. Maybe, maybe through the signings that they were making, you know, especially with the whole bell coming back, you know, and the hype around that. Maybe a few people had Tottenham in their top four. I, but Tottenham are currently fifth. They don't really look great, you know. But there's not many teams outside of maybe City, to be honest, yeah, that look great in the season. I, I mean, if we finish fifth this season... I'm not going to talk about the cup because, to be honest with you, I feel like we're going to get absolutely steamrolled. But 
Uh-huh. <laughs> hey, Marcos, but, hey, I think we're going to get abs- the clapping we're about to take is going to be hot. Yeah, but if Tottenham finish fifth in this season, I, like honestly, I'll be like, look, if Jose Mourinho is not going to get a chance to overhaul the team because Poch didn't get the chance, if Jose Mourinho is not going to get given the chance, I can't be asked to be seeing another manager come in honeymoon period you know, do his little thing. Everyone's like, oh man, yeah, we're going to, we're, we're getting back up and then it all crumble all over again because I've been here too many times. I'd rather we just go for overhaul, give the guy some time to at least show us if he can do it. If he can't, fine. Because look, the truth of the matter is you've got me complaining about the players. We sit fifth in the league and people will be like, we should be higher. No, we shouldn't. We sit where we are because the league don't lie. But what I would say is, is you don't employ a manager like Jose and pay him X amount of money a year to just have you hitting minimum expectations. You employ a, a coach like Jose Mourinho and put him on X amount of money to exceed expectations. And that's fifth place is not exceeding expectations. Going out to Dinamo Zagreb in Europa League is not exceeding expectations. Not winning trophies is not exceeding expectations. If you wanted to just do what's expected of you, you wouldn't be paying your coach that amount of money. And that's just my view. And, and we're going through this, similar things with Arteta as well. It's like, you know, obviously he's not being paid anywhere near as much as Jose, but it's like, in terms of expectations, we all said Arteta's minimum expectation is sixth. So should he stay in the job if he finishes sixth? Maybe. but, but Maybe, Lewis, but it depends on your ambition, really, doesn't it? What I would say is... And it, depends, and it depends on your direction as well. I fully agree with you, but what I will say is, People are like, oh, you don't pay Jose to do this. That's correct. We don't, we don't pay Jose. We pay Jose to bring us trophies and get us high in the league. Fine. But you can't pay a man certain things and hold one of his arms back. Like, and this is why I was saying, like, people can't expect Pep to come in with, with the no longer blank check kind of like, oh, man, that fullback ain't working. Let me recycle that. That centre back ain't working. Let me Because Pep wouldn't be able to do that, I suppose. He's literally got to deal with Sanchez, Roden, Toby Can I quickly counter the argument? I think it's very possible, yeah, that um, a manager can come in um, and still change it without having to completely overhaul the squad, like, like you're saying with, that Pep would have to do. And the example of that is Conte. Conte came to Chelsea and without really overhauling the squad that finished 10th the season beforehand, he signed four players. He signed Batshuayi, he signed Kante, Alonso and David Luiz, yeah? That's not really a massive overhaul. And he gave them a chance. He gave um, what was what they were playing the season before, so the four at the back, 4-2-3-1. Four, four, he gave that a try for the first few games of the season, saw it didn't work, and then he implemented a style that he thought suited the players best. And then you saw what happened. They, they go on to blitz the league, do you get me? And that's without having a massive overhaul without splashing a massive checkbook. And this is a manager that we don't, neither, no one in this Zoom call really even rates like that. Do you get me? So what he, what, he done, what he done, he literally came here and he assessed the squad that he had. He saw the defence was ageing and wasn't really it, implemented a, a five at the back and worked, and worked a style that would get the team performing at its maximum. And that's not what Jose is doing. There's no way you can, there's no way you can, you can like, to tell me otherwise. So yeah, all so when one second, one second, one second. Where did you finish the season before that? First. Who's the manager? Jose. Okay, so was it the players that let him down or was there just a fallout as to why you finished 10th? So that team that finished 10th, 
Was yeah, but that's, that's not that's not my, my point. That's not my point. Like whether we finish where we finished before that is irrelevant. The point is at the time that Conte took over, the team and the overall club was in disarray. And he managed to he managed without a massive overhaul that you're saying Pep would need. Um, he managed to pull everything together and create a system that worked for the players that was there and then blitz the league. So where we finished beforehand, um, who the manager was beforehand is not really relevant to my argument. Now, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you blitzed the league because you still lost to Spurs when you came to White Lane. But that's a different story. Cool, cool. Let's make this say your final piece on Spurs and we'll go on to the Arsenal-Liverpool game. <laughs> yeah, spend a bit too much time on Spurs still. Hey. Crack, baby. <laughs> crack, baby. I've got love for everyone. Hear what I'm saying? So, now I hear what Shemi's saying, yeah? And there, there's a point to everything that everyone's saying. But my thing is always going to be a case of when I talk about overall, in Poch's second, or I think just coming into his second season, he managed to get rid of like six or seven players um, from the team. Now, it, it may not necessarily be first team players that need to leave Spurs, yeah, but there, there is a clear out that needs to happen. Yeah, there's a lot of dead weight that needs to go, not just playing wise, but also mentality wise. Yeah, we still have Danny Rose on the books. You think my man's coming anywhere near the club talking any sorts of positivity? He's going into Kane's ear. Hey, brother, I think he should be leaving. You know, I think he should be leaving. Oh, hey, have you seen this photo of me? I think he should be leaving. That's the kind of mentality we've got around the club. So, no. Yes, I do think there should be an overhaul of players in, in the summer. Yes, I do think maybe even four signings in key areas is important. In terms of this season, look, let's just see it out, man. Honestly, it's at that point where, like, everyone's talking about, man, Jose out, Jose in, Levy out, Levy in. Let's just finish the season, see where we finish. If man still don't want Jose at the end of the season, fine, you know. But if he's gone, I also want bare players to go as well because... Otherwise, we're not getting rid of that mentality, and we're not we're not going anywhere further with it. I, I hear you, um, Lewis Marco. Uh, big game yesterday. Big, big yeah, yeah. Big lights on uh, the old discords, watch alongs, and whatnot. Um, Marco, your boys they did you they did you proud a three 0 battering of the Arsenal. Um, take us through your thoughts on the game, uh, your, your your key moments, your key players. And what you're looking like the rest of the season for? for um, cool. So I'll try. I'll try to go step by step in it. Obviously, when I saw the lineup and I saw do do Firmino still starting and Milner in midfield, I was a little worried because Firmino, compared to Yota, who's in the form of his life at the moment, isn't. In fact, compared to most strikers in the Premier League, isn't the greatest striker in it. Like <laughs> Firmino doesn't really contribute too much in this false nine role that he's in at the moment, and. We need to start regressing him into like a number 10 role or to a slightly more midfield role. We need to get the fuck out of the team in it. But at the moment, can't hear you. Oh, at this moment in time, anyway, um, Milner shouldn't be starting football games, in my opinion. But he managed to perform really, really well and at a very high clip. That was Milner of old. He was able to turn back the time and just do the legwork that we needed in the midfield. Um, we had them pinned back for the majority of the first half. They had one shot. I think it was two touches in the area if throughout the first half. Um, Tinny was getting spun by Salah. <coughs> well, Salah was consistently getting wrong side of Tinny, and what tended to happen was the final ball. And that was reminiscent of the 2-1 game where we lost to them last season. And it seemed like it was going to be another one of those days where we performed really, really well, but 
we get hit with a sucker punch and then we're just not able to get it back up mm. and chase the game as we should. But pinned you back for the majority of the first half. Um, none of your players were getting the ball for sustained periods of time. And it was really, really good to see that performance level was amazing. The pressing was there, as Klopp said, post-match. Um, Thiago and Fab played extremely well in the middle, put party in a blender. I think his... His highlight of the game was probably doing a little spin, like the Doneo video, Robbie, the Doneo video, little turnaround. Um, Fabinho had 79% dual, sorry, dual success, and Thiago was 92% passing accuracy. They complement each other so well. And with Milner in there, able to do the legwork and do all the running around for them, it worked really well as a midfield, as a midfield trio. Um, then, as we started the Second half, they came out a little bit well for the first, I don't know, Lewis, about five, ten minutes where you pinned us back for a bit. Three minutes. And, and, what, sorry? Three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. Okay, three minutes. And then um, Arteta decided to bring on Nenny. We responded by bringing on Yota. And again, like I said, Yota's in the form of his life. We reverted to a 4 2 3 1. When you say form of your life, you talk about three games. I mean, full stop. This whole season, form of his life. I'm talking about Portugal. I'm talking about everything, literally everything. He's got 18 goals in 18 starts. He's got eight goals in 13 league appearances, seven starts, six sub appearances. Like, this is ridiculous. He scored three goals against you, so you should shut up. Anyway, <laughs> we went to a 4 2 3 1, yeah. And for that 20 minute period, we created ridiculous. I'm still waiting for you to send me my money back, by the way. So, can you can no you? Worry, do that? I got you after this point. Send me your, send me your details. I got you still. Say that, big man. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we, we went to a 4 2 3 1, which I think is Klopp's plan A, and we created five chances. We created 10 chances overall in that match, but in that 20 minute period where we were at 4 2 3 1, we created five whole chances. And it was nice to see that fluidity of movement that we haven't really seen this much from the front three this season, well, front four with your added. And Yota's just a beast. Like the movement for the first goal was amazing. Salah put Gabriel in his ass real quick. Great from Trent as well. Trent had a great performance. Yeah, yeah, Trent had an amazing performance. I'm not gonna do too much about Trent as I usually do because I'm gonna keep a bit level-headed this pod. But I think Trent was really well offensive and defensively. He pocketed the lowest in the room, <laughs> and the butterfly effect was that <laughs> Babier had no shots on target, no touches in the box. Absolute shit show from him, got dragged. So I think Trent was amazing. Um, obviously, I'm going to shout out Yo as the man in the match. Two goals. His striker's instinct is ridiculous. He just seemed so hungry to get in the box and to get goals. Um, and it's something new and refreshing. Like, Mane not performing at the clip that we want. Firmino not performing at the clip that we want. We've got someone off the bench who can perform to that level. Maybe not as good as them, but... At this moment in time, he's performing to that level and able to not have that drop-off when we take off on the front three. Um, in terms of moving on for the rest of the season, it's taking it game by game. We've got Real Madrid next to the CL. Then we've got Aston Villa, where we, I want us to avenge our 7-2. I know it's not going to be 7-2, but get a win, man. Get a win under your belt. Then we've got Real Madrid again. Then we've got Leeds. And Leeds are free scoring um, with our centre-back pairing at this moment. I know they kept a clean sheet, and I do want to shout out Nat Phillips and Kabak because they were amazing in both respects. Won all of their duels, basically. I think they lost about two duels between the both of them. 
and for a young, inexperienced pairing, they played really, really well. Against... They, they, they only had about two fucking duels to contest. I mean, do you want to get up on, do you want to get up on sofa score for you? Your, your time will, right now, Steve. Your time will come. Yeah, let, let Mark do we have I can to do this right now, Steve. I'll get up on sofa score for you real quick. That's absolutely fine. I'm just saying, they they had nothing to fucking do. Let's let's get past Kabak, please. Let's let's get on the thing. Come on. Fuck. I mean, Nat Phillips, had ele- Nat Phillips had 11 duels and Kabak had four duels in it. Fucking and... 11 duels with himself. <laughs> Well, it's not my fault that Twerk is just sitting on the pitch, rolling around on the floor, in it, moving like a little stripper. But is what I it is. <laughs> moving on to the rest of the season, it's just take it game by game. I've been screaming top four for a minute, and I remember putting out five hundred pound bet that somebody ended up taking, and we ended up voiding the bet. But I still think we make top who, four. Who, who voided the bet and why? <laughs> so Harold took the bet, and because it's a bit of friendly fire, like we don't want to take. Five hundred pound of a fellow Coppen member in it. Right, so, so you so you put you, so you stuck it on it. Basically, Harold didn't want any of it, yeah. And then you said, "All right, all right, all right big man. Okay, right, Baldy Baldy, I'll comment, let you off. I'll let you off, Baldy Baldy, yeah. No comment. Just, at give me his head a smack. Just, I'd rather that than a five hundred pound anyway. That nah, no the sweet sound all, of uh, of of my hand going against Harold's head would be beautiful. So, um, Marco, if I was to ask you today if you're going to get top four, what would you say? Yeah. That's it. If we play the way we played against Arsenal, yeah, hundred percent. I I I agree with Marco as well with the um, top four stuff. I think you guys have got the easiest running of mm. um, all the of all the teams left in the Premier League. So um, Chelsea have got the hardest. You guys have got the easiest. Spurs are like kind of like in the middle. So yeah, I think I think you guys are probably favourites to get top four at this point. Cool, and, and while we're with you, may as well stay with you, Lewis. For Liverpool to have won 3 0, Arsenal would have had to have uh, lost 3 0. So, uh, give us your thoughts. <laughs> Good <maths>. Give us your thoughts on your performance yesterday. Well, I was, I, I won't lie to you, I was confident going into the game, but I was confident based on us having our, you know, like ESR available, Saka available, even Louise in the team, really. Um, and even Xhaka, I think Xhaka's, as much as I d- dislike the fella, um, there is a bit of solidity that he brings in the middle. And Ceballos, fucking hell, he's just shaming me day by day. <laughs> Jesus Christ, he's just embarrassing me. But um, yeah, he looks completely shot of confidence. So when I saw the team, I thought, oh, fuck, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I'm not going to be watching this game because I, I, I only caught the, the second half. So I thought I'm I'm glad I'm not going to be watching this game. And then when I I was listening to the Discord live as a bit as, as a bit of like radio commentary, and obviously there was a lot of screaming and shouting from the Liverpool um, lads and girls, and um, you know it, it it didn't seem good. It didn't seem good for us. You know what I mean? So I thought, all right, never mind. We'll get we're getting at halftime, and you know we'll 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 see a change. Um, Change didn't come. We had a bit of a, you know, like I said, a three-minute spell where we managed to actually get the ball in Liverpool's half in the second uh, in the second half, and um, then you know Tierney got injured. No, Tierney got injured in the first half. Sorry, yeah, yeah. I think that was quite. I think that was quite big um, because bringing on Cedric is nowhere near as good as Tierney. So when you when you've taken already Louise out of the defence, you've then taken. Um, uh, Tierney out of the defence. You've taken Zakharov, who is one of our better defenders. We've got Aubameyang on the left, who just does not want to do the work. So why is he out there? You know, he just allowed Trent to just stroll down the right side 
and whip an, a completely unopposed cross into the box. Beautiful cross, but completely unopposed. Didn't even try and close him down. It's pathetic. That's our captain, by the way. That's our captain. I, I don't want to turn on Aubameyang. I don't want to turn on him. But Unless that you're showing on, yesterday was... Unless you're already on, mate. It was embarrassing, mate. It was embarrassing. And a, a lot of players out there were, were embarrassing. I think only... Personally, uh, you guys can talk about, you know, running rings around Partey. I actually thought Partey did all right. Um, I thought he, he did okay. Um, <laughs> it's difficult being in the midfield by, by you know, with with someone who's just leaving you there on the island. So, yeah. If um, you're going to shout out anyone, I think you should be shouting out Odegaard. Odegaard, sorry. Because I think he's trying he to but... make stuff happen. Yeah, but, but we didn't get him the ball enough. So I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not attributing any, I'm not attributing any blame to him. But we, we, we I, I don't like Louise. But the thing is with Holden, when, when you're, when you're pressing, um, someone like Holden, all he's gonna do is bang the ball up, up, um, bang the ball long, and it's just gonna come back to you. It's just gonna keep coming pressure. back. Yeah, we had no exit strategy, and Sabios was hiding. 100% hiding, Sabayos. So we we didn't even have that exit strategy. Pepe doesn't even know what going behind is. All he is, feet, 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 feet. That's all Pepe does. Feet, 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 feet. Aubameyang don't want to know. Lacazette couldn't hold up a fucking turkey. It's just, it was just embarrassing. And I really do think we, like, what, what that game showed us is, number one, Arteta doesn't know how to, um, another game where Arteta has failed to, um, you know, manage the game properly and and like have have like a, a plan B per se. Um, you know, we're getting battered. You need to do something. You need to change something. That El Nenny for um, even though it's kind of like weird that we went three 0 down when Sabas came off the pitch, which was kind of weird because apparently everyone was telling me he was like um, our worst player in the first half, which I, I believe. But um, it's just kind of strange. We made the sub, but. You know, we lost 3-0 in the end anyway. No, that was on Yota, to be honest, because we were getting half chances and getting behind you, but the final ball wasn't the greatest. Mm. And when we moved Milner to left-back, which we could do because Nicolas Pepe is so shit, um, we just started to get a bit more fluidity going forward. And wow. Yota, like, his movement is absolutely nuts. If you just have a player come on Yota for... Let's say right, Robert, you've had your time now for Liverpool. Yeah? You've had your time, yeah? You've no, I'll let time. you get off. I'll let you get off with it. Do your thing, do your thing. You, you've had your time, yeah? We, we gave you a good couple <laughs> minutes, all right? <laughs> I, wanted to, I wanted to come yeah. to Shemi and oh. Yao. Obviously. One sec, I ain't finished yet. Bloody hell, Mariah. Fucking moving on a bit too quickly, eh? Fucking hell, what's this all about? You're giving Marco hey. 10 minutes to talk about bloody Jota and the form of his life. <laughs> yeah, go on, Lewis. Anyway, let me let me skip past it. It was an embarrassing performance. And and the thing is with um Arteta, we've been like, you know, we've been we've been decent since um since Christmas, the, that, that Christmas table that we love. And this was, you know, uh, this was the worst performance we've had since 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 Christmas, 100%. And I think it's no... Um, Arteta, Arteta doesn't come out scotch-free. He's he's definitely needs to take a lot of blame for that game. And um, I'm at a stage now with Arteta where if he doesn't win the Europa League final, ugh, I, I, I just don't think he should be afforded the time I'm 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 really starting to believe that now. Um, it's we're we're not progressing anywhere in the league. We're back at tenth again. Fucking hell, Aston Villa won. Say we're back at tenth again. So if you had you know if you had said at the beginning of the season tenth and you know Europa League final, no, I don't think anyone would have been happy with that. 
the only way he rescues this season if he, is if he goes and wins Europa League final. Because whatever way you look at it, if we qualify for the Champions League, it's He's kind of objective met by hook or yeah. by crook. Yeah. Um, so if he makes Champions League, fair enough. I'm still not convinced. I'm still not convinced. Um, I, I just, I thought we were going in the right direction. I still kind of feel like we are going in the right direction. But it just shows our team, the, the drop-off in quality between, you know, someone like Pepe to Saka is huge. Um, Louise, who is not even a great centre-back, to Holden, it's 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 unbelievable, the drop-off. C- uh, Tierney to Cedric, you know, even Xhaka to Elneny. I don't think Xhaka is better than Sabahas, but the fact that Xhaka is such an important player in this team just goes to show how bereft of quality we are and how how much we do need reinforcements because there's no way Xhaka should be starting for a team like us. There's no way we should be playing Chambers at right back. There's no way Rob Holden should be starting for us. Pepe is not good enough to start. Yeah? Like, we, uh, why, uh, Lacazette sh- should not be a Premier League striker for a, a top six club. He's not good enough. So... I, I, I feel for him in terms of the quality, but at the same time, he, he chose to bring in man like Willian. You know, it's he, he chose to not get rid of Xhaka. He chose to give El, he's choosing to give El Nini a new contract. So yeah, I, I my patience is running thin with him. I thought we were going in the right direction. I still feel like we are, but it's more like we're we're kind of going in, in the right direction, but Generally, generally, yeah, generally, right direction. Like just yeah, we're, we're, heading, we're heading north, but we don't know if it's northwest or northeast. Yeah. yeah, we're just yeah, we're just going somewhere. Um, but yeah, uh, if he don't make Champions League, I think there is no way he should be staying in a job. Fair enough, man. Uh, Yao, Shermi, uh, observers from the outside looking in. Um, I'll go to you first, Shermi. Um, what did you think of yesterday's game? Um, and how confident are you that you guys keep that fourth spot in the top four race or even get third? I don't know if you think you're going to pass Leicester. Um, I thought the game yesterday, I thought Liverpool were very, very impressive. Um, they bossed the game from start to finish. Um, I was a bit worried for them. Well, I say worried, but yeah, from a Liverpool, if I was a Liverpool fan, I would have been a bit worried during the first half because um, obviously they, they bossed the game so much, but obviously they couldn't get that goal. And even it took, I think they didn't score the first goal to like the 60th minute. So it, t- it took them a while. But um, yeah, very, very good performance from them. I thought Fabinho was was excellent. Um, he he is big for them in the midfield. Um, it just shows what they were missing when he was at the back. Um, I thought Trent was really good. Um, and likewise, Salah. Um, Salah always, Salah scores every game against Arsenal. Like, I, I would like to know how many goals he's actually scored against them. But yeah, very, very impressive um, with Liverpool. Jota as well. I understand why Liverpool fans are waxing miracles about him. Because he he he's he's impressive, man. It's a really good signing, um, and his goal was his. He, both his goals were really good. Um, in terms of Arsenal, like I think the young guns, so like Saka and and Smith Rowe, they 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 seven bring a lot of for Salah against Arsenal. By the way, how many? Seven, seven and eleven for Salah against yeah. Arsenal. Yeah. But yeah, with with, with Saka and um, Smith Rowe, yeah, they are big misses because they they bring a lot of energy to Arsenal. Mm. Without that, they just lack it so. Like yesterday. It just it lacked so much energy. It was so lackluster, and um, obviously they bring that with like how they set the tempo with their 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 closing down, their press and stuff like that. And and that's not even speaking about their quality on the ball. So that was a big miss for them. But outside of that, it didn't. I didn't. I, it didn't look like Arsenal had a plan. Um, and 
even with the whole think, Obama. Okay, so that's a good point. Do you think his plan is very dependent on those specific individuals having his best team? And the drop-off in quality means that when he doesn't have those best individuals, it's very hard for him to kind of set up the team in any sort of cohesive way. Because I think he kind of went through different iterations until he found his best team. Um, but like you mentioned, Lewis, and like like you, I feel like you're going to mention now, Shemi, is when he doesn't have those best players, the actual replacements don't offer the same qualities. So how do you expect him to, what, is he supposed to com- play a completely different style to suit completely different players? I don't think that's realistic. Yeah, I, I think, think you should have started Bamiang up top, you know. Because I, I, I would have started a Bamiang up front. Yeah, Chelsea well. did Werner up top versus us, yeah, and he, they were able to exploit the space behind so yeah. well because we have an inexperienced centre-back pairing that play a high line. They're not the fastest. Nat Phillips turns like a truck. Quebec, he wades through water, and a Bamiang would have eaten them alive for pace. Maybe he wouldn't have got in as many times as I am anticipating he would, but he would have got in enough times for a striker of his level and let's call him a world-class class striker still, to score maybe one or two, who knows? But, 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 I think Shemi and Marco are right. Like, the energy makes a difference because when you have someone like Holden, you have to take it all the way back, right? So when you have someone like Holden coming in for Louise, you automatically have to accept you're no longer going to be able to play the ball out anymore, right? So that is game plan number one, finito, right? You don't want to be playing out the back with Holden. So... When when Holden does get the ball, fine, cool. If you want to go more direct, then you have to play your team to be direct. You can't, like, we, we, we played Lacazette up front, who's not going to run into, into space. He If it isn't on his chest, if it isn't, um, you know, ball to feet, he don't want to know. He don't want to, he ain't going to be running into channels. And Pepe is not going to do the same. Someone like ESR does. So when Smith Rowe, Smith Rowe is very good at finding space. He did it against Tottenham so well. Like, he always knows where the space is. So if you need to get out of a jam and just hook it down the line, guess who's running into the space? Emil Smith-Rowe is running into the space. Saka gets in behind very well as well. And I think we just missed that. We had three forwards who just who just wanted to be set the ball to feet. Ball to feet, ball to feet, ball to feet. I remember you doing and that game we're not going to hit them. I remember that game plan against City, I believe, post-lockdown where you beat City. Um, I can't remember what competition. Yeah, in the in the FA Cup semi final. Yeah, with Tierney just whipping it down the line for exactly, Bamian. and that's all it really needed. You exploit the space behind Trent, and surprised we did do it, man. One thing, I will, one thing I will say though about the getting in behind thing, like obviously we know like Pepe's not going to do it because that's just not him. But like with a how I kind of feel a bit, I've got a bit of sympathy, and I'm not trying to get onto him too tough, too much, even though he had a poor game. Is that when I was looking at the way Arsenal was set up here? Like, Aubameyang was so deep. He was literally on a half lane. He was chilling on a halfway line for, like, a lot of that first half. And there was one instance, yeah, where he chased back um, Salah. And then when when the ball got... When, um, I think it might have went up for a goal kick or something, and the camera was on him, and he was literally panting. He was literally panting as if he'd just done, like, a 1,500-meter marathon or something like that. Yeah. So, like, my point is that the way the way you were set up, yeah, you were set up so negative in a sense. And a lot of Aubameyang's um, positions were very, very deep, like in and around the halfway line. Mm. So like he, more time, when when you guys, the rare occasions where the ball was turned over for you lot to um, counter Liverpool or like try and get the out ball, Aubameyang's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't give Aubameyang £350,000 a week to be playing him left wing back. Exactly. I don't get it. And I feel like um, Lacazette has for sure played up top more than Aubameyang mm. um, d- this season. And since Arteta's come in, and, and is that because of who we 
we perceive Laka to be, so the all-round striker and maybe the, the, the mould of striker that uh, Aubameyang is, isn't Arteta's preference. But then that begs the question, why do you give him the big contract? It doesn't make any sense. Maybe it's something to do with hold up playing it. Like, is it's perceived to hold up the ball? He's, he's, like he's not even good at holding up the ball. This yeah, is this man. is the thing. He's the ball bounced off of him shit. a lot yesterday. He's shit at holding up the ball. Like, and don't get me wrong, that's not Aubameyang's game either. But at least Aubameyang's gonna move. But just generally speaking about Aubameyang's performance like yesterday, I understand what you're saying. He was he was tired. He was, but I just felt like, cool. If you're in the team, do the job. I know you're not good at it. I know you're not. I know you're not good at it, mate. Yeah, and no one's gonna, no one's gonna fucking, uh, you know, have a go at you because you weren't able to make five or six tackles and seven ball recoveries in a game. But fucking go close the cross down. Do 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 the bare minimum. That's not him, though. You're not. You're trying to put a a a square peg in a round. He's a footballer, Mariah. First and foremost, he's a footballer. He is, but you're not gonna ask. You're not gonna ask your your most dangerous attacker to to be chasing and shit down. He shouldn't be. But that's the role. That's the job. I don't that's know, man. That's, that's, that's a manager. I think that's on the manager. You don't put him in to do that. I, I, I agree. You know, I agree. But when you are in, in that, so when like you're in that job, when you are in that job, you have to do it. You think? You think? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what my point was going to be. Just, I was going to say what I was going to say is you think uh, because he put he said Salah. So I was going to say, do you think Salah would not? And I thought mm, actually Salah. Well, he would yeah, Salah don't chat back as much as like, he does. Yeah, he does in bits. But what we do to compensate is get that right sided midfielder to do all the work for him, and then that right sided midfielder will cover. So he does have to, yeah. Yeah, the, thing is, even, the thing is, even when you're doing that role, sorry, yeah, because I know you want to speak now. I'll just be quick. Yeah, um. The thing is, when you're doing that role and there's an attacking player like Aubameyang, he has to have some moments in the game when he's getting to do the things he likes. Yeah. You can't ask Aubameyang to go out there for 90 minutes and tuck in and it's do true. a defensive yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. sometimes you're playing him in. So he's getting, a, okay, I'm having to work hard for the team, but I'm still getting some opportunities to do my 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 game. So it doesn't work, man. You put a William in there because at least he'll, well, you suppose. No, he, no, no. We, the, William was the last person you wanted to put in there. Sorry, William would have done a worse yeah. job than, than maybe, a Bamiyan. What, what you do is you play Reese Nelson. Yeah, That's you play Reese Nelson. Yeah, you let on. him do uh, it. Play Reese Nelson instead of Pepe. Yeah, uh, but, th- but if you if you want someone to do that job, or Reese Nelson did it against, uh, I think he did it against Chelsea. Shemi might be able to. He did it against us as well. Last he, time we played you, man. Yeah, well, exactly. Time, yeah, he did. So Bamiyan, um, Arteta has used him in that position before to do the Fair doggies. Enough. Play a Bamiyan up front, and at least uh, Nelson's going to give you a bit of technical security when the ball fucking does get out to him as well. Because mm. yeah, he's not a great player, but he's he's technically sound. Yeah. Uh, what's your last word on this, Yao? Um, I, I agree with, with Lewis on the fact that you know um, it's a bit harsh on Arteta. He, he is he is pretty much uh, young in terms of like managerial years, so he's he's going to be like tactically. Um, poor and especially in the, the like not the majority of games but he's going to have a lot of like tactical issues especially with the personnel that he has um Abamyang should be playing up top I, I've I've never been one that understood Abamyang playing left wing but what I will say is although Abamyang was playing left wing and yeah he was doing a, a lot more defending as opposed to attacking I feel personally while watching that game that that was down to the fact that he wasn't trying to take the game like I didn't feel like I didn't Look at Bamiyang and say, you know what? He's demanding the ball from players. He's like, he's, he's your captain. So he could even say that even louder than anyone on the pitch. He could be like, look, get me the ball to my feet. Let me attack my fullback and let's push them back as opposed to us, them pushing us back and letting us sit um, deep. And it's funny because Marco said, yeah, Salah doesn't really track back. Look, he doesn't really, he does a bit of a cheat 
him and Mane, they kind of cheat, they kind of drop. But that doesn't mean that they're not dropping to help the team. Yeah, They mm-hmm. dropped slightly around the halfway, just below the halfway. And they will try and nick that ball. They'll try and help the team nick that ball. And once that ball gets recycled, they're off. They're off to the races to make the, oppos- the opposition's defenders defend. I think it's harsh that um, Jota got given man of the match by Marco because me personally, I think the, the man that was the standout performance for me was Fabinho. And uh, Trent gave a good account of himself because, you know, Trent has been getting a lot of stick. And that cross that he put in for the first goal. Ridiculous. And to be honest, yeah, I wanted to give it to Trent, yeah, but I've said so many things about Trent, yeah, and I've had to refute a couple claims in it. Just because it's the main point, I did refute the generational claim the other day still. What, did you but, say, you said you, don't, don't, don't tell me. Yeah, man, so I had to refute that claim in it, and I don't want to have so much of a Trent bias in it, and I did want to give it to Trent because I feel like that was the performance that he deserved, especially after being dropped after... So being dropped by Southgate and being told that he isn't performing to a certain level. Like Trent has been performing quite well over the past three seasons. So yeah, he Who hasn't been at the same. For? What sorry? Who did he get dropped for? Reese um, James made it. No, Reese James made it. What was the other right back? Trippier. Trippier, who hasn't played in like three months. Like he got dropped for come on, man. Southgate doesn't know what he's doing. Save this for Coppend. Um let's let's get on to uh <laughs> let's get on to to Shemi. You've, yeah, you've man, waited long enough. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, waiting long enough. A uh, five-two loss to West Brom early kickoff. Yeah, Shemi, give us your thought. This is your first loss on the Tuchel, correct? Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to overanalyze because I don't think there's a, there's a need to. Just given the fact that obviously we've been on a winning run and eventually we're going to lose. Difficult happened like the way it happened yesterday, but um, yeah, generally the game was just a very, very, very poor performance. Um, the whole, I would say the whole team from back to front went at it. Um, and I think the red card from Silva, who came back after 10 games, are injured, um, had a very good season, in my opinion. Um, just looks a bit rusty yesterday, um, obviously at his age. I don't think he can miss 10 games and come back the same. But um, yeah, he came back, was rusty. And then obviously the red card just just really put everything this way. As soon as he got sent off. Do you think that's um, a red card though, Shep? Yeah, let's talk about that red card quick. It's interesting. Okay, to be fair, it's a second yellow. So, mm. yeah, actually, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Let me talk in some sense, man. I don't know. I don't know if I can really, really complain. Like, it was a bit rash. I know there weren't much contact, but if it was a straight red, then obviously I'd be fuming. But the fact that it's a second yellow, like these days, you get booked for nothing, really. Exactly. So was... And talking about the level of quality of referees in the Premier League, you don't give the referee that decision to make, especially yeah. when. Fam, referees in Premier League are shit, you know, like proper, proper so you, shit. So you want, so you want man to be thinking about the quality of referees whilst they're <laughs> making tackles. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I better not make that tackle because you know referee standard is below par. Nah, all I'm all I'm asking is don't be as rash. Well, not even asking. All I'm expecting is don't be as rash. Like we've seen Thiago pick up so many cards, and I know Lewis, you're a better man, so you probably bet on Thiago to get a yellow no, card. No, I won't. <laughs> I, I will. I will do that. <laughs> so I think over the period of time, where as soon as he gets a yellow card, he stops going to ground as easily. And that wasn't an area where Thiago, in my opinion, needs to go to ground. He could have stood up and taken the block. I agree. I agree. I don't think he needed to go to ground there. I think he just had a bit of head loss. Um, obviously, he's still a bit rusty from from 10 games out. But yeah, um, as soon as he went off, like I knew that we... I, I had a strong feeling that we were going to drop points because the shape was all over the place. Um yeah, I think I think Tuchel went to a four four one one, 
um, tried to put Pulisic in behind um, Werner, like basically two up top. Um, and that, yeah, it, it was just, the shape was just all over the place. And then I think at half time, I think listening to his post match interview, he said that he went back to the three at the back. And yeah, everything was just all over the place. There was no, um, there was no shape, no nothing. Um, the midfield two was absent. So therefore, the thing with the system is, yeah, when you've got, when you play a five, when you play um, three, three, four, three, or three, um, four, two, one, however you want to call it, um, because you're, you're so stacked at both ends of the pitch, yeah, both um, at the top of the pitch and at the, the bottom of the pitch, um, if, you're, if, you're, if you're midfield two don't show up and they don't... They don't... being harsh on Kovacic, Shem? Yeah, I, mean, no, I, think, I think Kovacic was all right. Jorginho was the one who was But I think generally as a pair, the two weren't good yesterday. And I think when, when, that, when the two um, kind of... In that system, if they don't show up, then you're in big trouble because... You can get overrun very, very easily. That's just the nature of the system, in my opinion. That's one of it. That's probably its only flaw. But um, yeah, um, I think Kovacic was good. Jorginho was really, really poor, and West Brom were, were really, really good. They were very clinical in their finishing, mm-hmm. um, and I think they had a lot of energy as well because they they actually started to from from minute one they had a bit of confidence. I think this is the thing about playing relegation teams at this point of the season. This is why I'm not too sure um, I agree with Liverpool having the easiest run because when you play these teams at this point in the season, they've got something to play for. So they're not always they're not always going to be as negative, and I think we we experienced that yesterday. They they came onto us, especially for the first two goals that came from them coming onto us and our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, really really bad day at the office. Um, and in terms of two goals in our season, it's like you're only as good as your next game. Like it's about direction, um, and that's how we will really kind of know Crystal what Crystal Palace away, yeah. Crystal Palace away, yeah. Oh, even Porto midweek. Oh yeah, sorry. <coughs> about the reaction so that's that's where we'll judge what Tuchel and this team are made of it's all good you know being um, excited and yeah there's a lot of good things to like about Tuchel there's a lot of good things to like about what he's brought in but every every new manager comes with a honeymoon period and you've got a kind of when you have that foot that first setback it's about how you react that's when you kind of know what we're made of so if we go and get two W's this week then cool you can know we're made of Tuchel and this team is made of good stuff if we capitulate then boy <laughs> yeah, that boy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I don't think there's much to worry about, man. But one thing I would say about that game, fucking hell, the finishes from West Brom was yeah. ridiculous. That third goal was nuts. A little Welcome to the old. Premier League, eh? Fucking hell, that was <laughs> outstanding finishes from West Brom, and I couldn't couldn't believe Sam Allardyce was in was in charge. Yeah, bro. you man did a concede. Well, you only conceded one goal prior and conceded five. Had a quick. <laughs> Yeah, his last, his, last big pay, his last big payback. That's just messed up the stats, isn't it? It's just messed up the yeah. stats completely. <laughs> just skewed it completely still. Mm. I just want to ask you about Pulisic. He unfortunately came off injured, but he, he grabbed himself a goal in the first half. Yeah. Uh, how do you sum up his season? Uh, and I guess what you're looking for him going forward. I listened to the last Chelsea hour. Felt a bit of friction between you and Dan Soff. Talking about <laughs> players, levels, players playing at their best level. Um, I think your defence is solid. Uh, your midfield, for the most part, knows what it's doing, and you've got different profiles of players depending on um, how Tuchel's trying to exert control over the game. And it's that kind of front front part of the pitch. So you've got Werner, you've got Pulisic, you've got Ziyech, you've got Cho. Um, that's a bit confused. Um, yeah, g- g- give me your thoughts. Give us your thoughts. Yes, just the story of Chelsea, really, every every season. It's always the attack that's there's problems. But um, in terms of Pulisic, um, to your question, um, his season has been really poor, um, like really, really poor. Um, and I think his injury record is very, very worrying. I saw a stat that he's missed 26 games um, 
down to injury. So that's this season and last season, I think, which is which is a lot. It's, it's a fair chunk. Um, and yeah, it's, it's worrying because he can't seem to really stay fit. Um, and one thing I've clocked, one thing I've kind of noticed now, I think there's a pattern in developing. Like when we have, when when Tuchel has to rotate um, with a, with another game in mind, um, that whoever comes in in that attack, it doesn't it doesn't work. So we saw it against Southampton when we had to play Atletico the week game after, and we saw it against Leeds when we had to play the second game of, of Atletico after that. Um, when he when he kind of rotates that front that front mash, it, it doesn't it doesn't work. So if you're asking me who like who I think. Is probably our best like um, attack. I think our best attack um, comprises of Hudson Odoi and Havertz, in my opinion, because I feel like um, just in terms of overall quality, they're they're the two with the most, in my opinion. Um, I didn't even realize Havertz was playing yesterday. Did any of you lot? He came, bruv. He had a little cameo for like. <laughs> Don't let him. Don't let him bring this side of you. Where's Kai? Where's Kai? You know what's funny about. Um, Havertz, yeah, I feel like we have to kind of give him some sort of time. I know, I know we can banter him because you know he's coming to the league and he's not necessarily had you know a great um time in the league, but I think he should be given some sort of time to acclimatize to the league. That, that's fine, that's fine, yo. I'm I'm all for giving people time. Banter fly where blanter fly, but listen, I'm just I'm just more concerned around the people making the shots about the, the player. That's 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 what I don't have time for. I, I ain't got I ain't got too much worries about him. Like obviously he's a young guy. I think he'll come good. But anyway, as I was saying, like he he was coming in. He's he's coming to form um at some some really important games. So Everton, um, Atletico in the Champions League, and he was he was great for all of his games. So um, I think Z. I think cause, I think the, <laughs> I think the nature of Z. Um, because he's such a um, he's quite a brute for, brute force guy in terms of like he tries like a lot. Um. You'll never. His game can be. It can be good one time. It can be bad another game. So it's never fully, fully like you're. You're not sure what Zuch is going to turn up basically because he tries so many things. Um, but I think with with Hudson Odoi and and Havertz, in my opinion, I think I'm a bit more settled when they're in the, in in the attacking lineup. I think Werner. The less about Werner, the better. Yeah, I was just about to ask about that boy there still. So what your best attack does not comprise of Werner? Is that what you're telling me? Uh, not 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 that it doesn't. Not that it necessarily. Not necessarily don't comprise of Werner per se, but the other two just have to be there. So if the other two are there with Werner, I don't mind. But okay, so I would consider, and I don't know if you agree, but I would consider Havertz's best role as a false nine. I agree. Put Werner out on the left for him. Yeah, so like against Atletico, um, I think that was probably the best link up of our attack this season. So it was Havertz false nine, Werner left channel, and Ziyech right channel. Um, I think that's a really really good makeup and then you can you can swap um Hudson Doe for Ziyech maybe but around those four players I think that is how we should kind of set up um our attack and that's where we've looked best in my opinion so yeah v- v- Werner how fucking scary was that layoff to the goal eh? he didn't want it he didn't want he was so petrified yeah, he, he, didn't he, want it. he didn't want it at all I've never seen a man miss this many one-on-one chances since Soldado the confidence yeah. must be, it just must be lower than I've ever seen a footballer. Like, it's incomprehensible. Yeah, I feel like that's not a word. Um, but I, I <laughs> seem to be doing this every week, like making up words. Um, it's sad he, to watch, to be honest with you. It's kind of gone past being funny now, and it's just 
So ah. I'm still laughing, Mariah. I'm laughing all the time. <laughs> trust me. Trust me. Especially because we dodged the bullet there still. Yeah. Again, I don't think he plays like this for you guys, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I don't think he... I think he plays a lot better for us. I think he... I think, you'll be, I think you'll be fine in the long run. I just think he's not a top, 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 top shelf player. But I think he'll be a, a solid contributor for, for Chelsea going forward. Um, but with that, lads, uh, it was quite the weekend. Lovely to have the league back. Uh, to those of you who've got European games in the midweek, good luck. To those of you who are knocked out in embarrassing fashion, tough luck. Sorry, um, Shemi. No, Shemi still. Oh, is sorry, sorry, Yao. Listen, listen, listen. It's fine because if all, <laughs> if all of you man are in the same boat with me in two weeks' time. <laughs> 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 That's cool. We got Granada, so we should be all right. That we may be famous. That, should, that may be. We've got we've got the racists. Yeah, so, so, yeah um, man, I don't hey, know how yeah, you guys feel yeah. about having uh, the racist for us, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for I don't. Us, I don't know how you guys feel about having that that kind of issue, like that that kind of responsibility no, on, on our hands, actually, because uh, they're running away with the Czech league, man. Are they? Oh, <laughs> running man. away with it, like fifteen points ahead. Oh, they they've rested players. They they're high, bro. They're gonna be cussing a Bamiang from from yeah. the changing room. Hey, yeah. yeah. They went instead of going to the game today. They went to a few race rallies or something. Yeah, bro. Like. <laughs> it's gonna be long bro. supremacy oh, rallies. Man, you know, don't embarrass us, man. Don't embarrass well, us. Don't mess mess up the team. Right, cool lads. That's always a pleasure. Uh, check out all the club pods this week. I expect them to be quite eventful. Um, peace. Peace. Nice. nice one, lads. Take it easy. Sports Social Podcast Network.